Welcome to Reyes on Astrology, and I'm your host, Raya Marshall, where I use the lens of traditional astrology and translate it for those living in modern times. Hi everyone, it's Raya with Reyes on Astrology. Today I will be talking about the week of April 12th through April 18th, 2022. Um, it's a pretty packed week as far as I... I felt very inspired by the transit, so I go a little bit more in depth um, on them than sometimes, so it might be a little bit longer of an episode. We do have a full moon in Libra this week. That means my email subscription will be going out. Um, It will be sent out around April 15th, uh, realistically in the morning, just so you have like a full two days to reflect on it. This uh, email subscription is by donation. So it's pay when you can and what you can. You can unsubscribe whenever. The link is in the show notes for sign up, as always. Or you can visit my website, rayasunastrology.com. <clears throat> we still have Jupiter and Neptune exactly conjunct until the end of this week, which means that they're at the same degree in the sky in the same zodiac sign. And, and then after this week, Jupiter begins to move away from Neptune. <clears throat> so Like I mentioned last week, this is the beginning of a new cycle between Jupiter and Neptune. Um, It's roughly a 13-year cycle, so you can kind of look back to um, 13-year intervals as to what was going on in your life to better understand the um, energy of this transit and how it might unfold for you. Of course, it is never going to be exactly the same each cycle. Um, It's going to be a little bit different each time um, just because it's happening in a different house for you um, each time. And there's different, there's other planets doing different things in the sky, but roughly Jupiter and Neptune um, are going to give out the same vibes, but continuing some sort of story. Jupiter and Neptune also can be this sense of hope and optimism. Um, It's the opening up of the heart for a collective consciousness Um, You might feel this energetic magnetism to others, something that's beyond words. Uh, Jupiter and Neptune together in Pisces is very beyond words. You can't, you you feel their energy rather than um, being able to describe it. It's it's a vibe. Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces is a vibe. Um, on a negative side, this can also be this feeling of discontent when it comes to other people's success, as if you see others and think that you need to follow in their footsteps in order to be successful or have a meaningful life. Um, and you base success on other people's situations, you know, it's, it's, um, it's this false idolism and false worship of other people as well because you see you know the grass is always greener on the other side type of thing and and you refuse to look at your side and 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 fully see what how much success and wealth you have in your life um so just remember that as well too this transit um needs to be seen as you create your own success based on who you are and what you are. It's a very collective energy. So it may be hard to step out of this quote unquote oneness feeling and step into your own sovereignty. Um, So my recommendations for this transit is to listen to your inner voice. What do you consider as a successful life? What is wealth to you? Is it material? Is it spiritual? Is it something else? it's it's developing a connection with the self, developing a connection with the higher power, um, 
developing some sort of connection to like a collective energy, but, but, but knowing when you're getting swept up in that collective energy and it, and it having some sort of effect on you. Um, I did not mention this last week, but the Jupiter Neptune conjunction is trine and sextile the nodes. I mentioned that Jupiter was, or excuse me, that Neptune was um, trine and sextile the nodes, but I didn't really mention that the conjunction itself is, is connecting to the nodes. Um, it's about a degree away. This is a wonderful time to fully embrace the abundance of life and to let go of the scarcity mindset and to um, appreciate the beauty that nature has to offer and kind of get lost and lost in the birds singing and the wind blowing through your hair, stuff like that. Um, develop a relationship with nature and, and, and listen to it and, and uh, connect to the rhythms of, of, you know, the cycles of earth. Um, for that, for that Jupiter-Neptune connecting to the nodes. All right, let's get into the week. Um, first off, we have April 15th, Mars moves into Pisces. Uh, I personally don't think that this is like a very comfortable transit. It's not necessarily like um, Mars is in exile or fall in Pisces. It's just something that's a little bit uh, wishy-washy with Mars energy. Um, Mars will be in Pisces until May 25th. So a little over a month. Uh, this makes a huge pileup of Pisces energy. We have Mars, Venus, Neptune, and Jupiter all in Pisces. Three of those planets are very potent and powerful in the sign of Pisces. Venus, Neptune, and Jupiter are those three planets. Um, so there's a lot of Pisces energy still in the sky. Um, I cannot stress that enough. Remember that. <clears throat> So Mars brings some energy into this slow-moving, dreamy sign of Pisces, but Mars isn't necessarily super fast in Pisces. Um, you know, he's, he's toned down a little bit. Um, I see this as the heating up in the movement of all this water energy where you could have been felt like you were floating or kind of drifting. And now Mars is bringing a little bit more um, wind in our sails. That's a good... Uh, analogy, even though Mars doesn't really relate to the wind element or the air element, but Mars brings some wind to the sails in Pisces. Um, a positive expression of this placement is like that spiritual warrior, someone that is very passionate about something they believe in. Um, they will fight for their um, spiritual freedom. They will fight for something that they, you know, that they, um, that brings them that inner heat. Um, on a negative note, you may find yourself or others as a more martyr mentality for the time that Mars is in Pisces. Um, like you will die on this rock because it's something that you believe in and you are not moving or you are not um, giving up the fight where you don't want to hear other people's opinions about something or the other side of things. <clears throat> Or find that you need to suffer in order to gain sympathy from others to prove your devotion um, about this, this belief. So, you know, I haven't really decided how I, how I feel Mars is going to act in Pisces. I'm leaving it up in the air just because Pisces is like a very um, ethereal sign where it's like you can't grasp it or, or fully understand it. So... I'm just leaving, you know, a very simple explanation of Mars and Pisces. I'm sure as it unfolds more, I'll have more opinion about how it's going to act. But 
spiritual war, basically that preacher mentality where you like um, gain the um, gain others inspiration by, you know, your passion, drive and determination or negative. It could be that martyr um, syndrome where you're, you're looking for others, others sympathy because you're suffering. <clears throat> Moving on. April 16th, we have the full moon in Libra. It will be exact at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. And this moon is making some connections to other planets. It will be square Pluto and Capricorn by about three degrees off. And it will be trying Saturn and Aquarius by about two degrees. <clears throat> so this is a pretty inspiring full moon for me. When I looked at the astrology of it, I just, I, I felt very inspired to reflect and write on it. So this full moon is bringing some balance to the sky because we have a heavy concentration of planets in the opposite sign of the uh, opposite side of the sky, in the signs of Pisces and Taurus. Um, you know we have we have the sun in, in Aries as well too, <clears throat> um, and then you know there's Pluto and Capricorn and Saturn and Aquarius, but realistically, like the concentration is like Pisces right now. Um, so it's bringing some sort of balance. Uh, Libra is known for balance and harmony. So I see this as, as a very Libra full moon, literally and metaphorically, because literally it's bringing balance to the sky. And of course, this lunation is going to be making a connection to Pluto. Pluto has been a heavy hitter for these past two years where it's been making, it's been influencing um, pretty specific or pretty big transits um and it's just i feel like pluto has been connecting to the full moon or the new moon um pretty much regularly for the past two years um so this could be interpreted as um you know with pluto involved um challenges in the home manipulative behaviors some sort of conflict suddenly comes up um that has been ignored or hidden uh, where you're, you don't want to deal with it because it's kind of undesirable, something like that. I personally see it as a great time to bring um, beauty to the, those things that are ugly, undesirable parts of your private life, um, just because Libra tends to bring that sense of balance um, or diplomacy wherever it goes. Um, the ruling planet of this full moon is Venus, and Venus is in our exaltation sign of Pisces. So this means Venus is able to express her most positive traits easily and offer some, some support to the moon, um, even though the moon itself isn't connecting by aspect to Venus, but the fact that Venus is in our exaltation sign, she's able to help. Um, it's almost as if there's this feminine touch that is brought to something that is threatening under the surface, like, like a beautiful woman that is able to tame that deadly snake with her voice or um, through her body movement or her body language. Um, you do have to remember that, that, on the surface, that on the surface, Pluto is making a challenging aspect to the moon, so some issues will have to be worked out, but I see a level of compassion, harmony, and grace used to deal with these conflicts. Um, because we have that ex exalted Venus um, helping out the moon, because the moon is in Libra. Um, the moon, however, is also getting some support from Saturn in his domicile sign of Aquarius. 
this brings a level of maturity and responsibility when it comes to some sort of internal or home life situation that you are dealing with. Um, the moon often, often represents home or our inner world or um, our ancestors or our private life. So I love it when Saturn connects to the moon because it brings a sense up, connects to the moon in a positive way because it brings a sense of like being able to tackle those difficult situations or like getting down to business in the home um, where you're like, okay, I'm finally going to do these home renovations or okay, I'm finally going to deal with these challenging conflicts that I'm having in my home or, or addressing the situation. <clears throat> um, excuse me. So there's this sense of self-control and how you react to conflict because we have Saturn making a harmonious connection to the, to the moon. So um, tying it all in, you could find, your, find yourself wanting that traditional home family lifestyle, reflecting on your own home life and wanting to destroy or take down that which is undesirable to you. Um, and you could find that what the ego desires is something is somewhat threatening and threatening the already developed harmony in your private life where your ego is kind of getting in the way and saying, no, I want this or no, I need that. And that, that Jupiter Neptune is tying in where it's like you're seeing other people's success and you're wanting that for yourself in your home. And you're wanting this harmony and balance and beauty in your home. But realistically, that's not what life is about. Like you can't have beauty without the ugly. And you have to deal with those hard situations in order to have a sense of peace and harmony. Um, you can't just ignore those hard situations. And that's kind of what's coming up is those things that have been ignored are coming up. And it's like, okay, time to deal with them so that I can have a, success, a successful home life, or I can have what I consider wealth. Um, I didn't mention this, but um, before I got into the, you know, wanting that traditional home family life, but with this, with the Saturn connecting to the moon, um, it could also be a sense of this fantasy or craving for that traditional family structure. And that's kind of how I'm tying it all in where um, you're seeing other people's success or you're seeing other people's home lives plastered all over social media and you're wanting that for yourself. But realistically that's, or, but that's not realistic for you. Your situation is different than everyone else. So um, I see this full moon as working out for the better where you're able to come at a challenge with discernment, fairness, and diplomacy because we have Saturn helping, because we have Venus in our exaltation sign. So it's really like kind of conquering or um, working out that, that heavy Pluto energy that's squaring the moon. Um, on April 17th, we have Venus and Pisces, sextile Uranus and Taurus, and then quickly Mercury moves in to join. So we have a Mercury conjunct Uranus, sextile Venus. Um, I think this is a great transit. So your intuition might be off the charts today and leading up to this transit and, you know, a little bit after this transit. Seeming to get what I call those cosmic downloads. <laughs> um, I personally love Mercury and Uranus transits. And then we have an exalted Venus getting in the mix. It's only going to make it more potent. Um, 
it's right after the full moon so you could still be riding that high of the of the lunation it's a wonderful time for learning experimenting with anything that is going to expand your way of thinking and expand your mind and expand your consciousness um it's things like trying something new and exciting uh, listening to a style of music you don't typically listening to and, and, and uh, getting these physical reactions from this, these, uh, the music or feeling the sensations throughout your body as to where it happens, um, making weird art, listening to a different point of view than your own and really um, pondering on that or really analyzing that. Uh, I could also see this transit playing out as overstimulation, but you offered some sort of relief from things like re relief from this overstimulation from things like relaxation, romance, social intercourse, art, creating something, music, any sort of leisurely activity. Um, it could even be like overstimulation on the everyday grind and you just go sit in nature and meditate or you just go sit in nature and not even meditate, listen to the birds or feel the wind or um, ground yourself. Um, I think it's a great time to be in nature because then you can really get those cosmic downloads and like see really cool things um, or hear really cool things. I could also see this transit being some sort of divine awakening where you have a spiritual realization and you break out of that matrix of everyday life. Um, I love Mercury Uranus transits personally. I just think they're really fun and like it's time to crack open your consciousness and expand it and step out of your comfort zone and really challenge your way of thinking in a way that's going to um, just add to your spiritual growth. All right, last transit um, that I have noted for this week, April 18th, we have the sun in Aries square, Pluto and Capricorn. <clears throat> we get uh, sun square Pluto three times a year. Um, this is the first one of 2022. The cycle between the sun and Pluto started over again during the conjunction of January 16th, 2022. So this is the first square. This is the opening square of this cycle. So you can think back to around that time period of January 16th to get a better idea of how this transit might show up for you. Um, it's building on the themes, the topics, the situations of that conjunction. It's developing more of that story um, and it will continue through the year. So this transit could be felt as a challenge between the ego and the psyche, this sense of arrogance looking down on others, um, this urge for power and control, obsessive behaviors and tendencies, <laughs> overdoing it. Um, you could find that you overdo it or, around this transit, like I said. Um, not knowing your limits and causing the body physical harm. Um, this is a book that I often use as a reference or a brainstorming idea. Um, Renhold Eberton's book, The Combination of Seller Influences. I think it was written around the 30s or 40s. He is German, but it's translated into English. I recommend this book so much. It's just planets, um, planet combinations, and the um, the way things that, you know, the, the topics or themes or significations of two planets, three planets meeting up together. Um, 
he notes that the Sun-Pluto combinations can have a biological correspondence of regenerative uh, regeneration of the cells or swelling. Um, I love this. It it brought me a lot of inspiration. So I'm reading into that overdoing it and swelling and putting it two and two together and kind of developing more on that. So what I'm getting from from what he is saying, it's like the first stages of building muscle. You work your muscles so that they tear and then grow back stronger, or you work your muscles to damaging to a certain point so that they can grow back stronger. Um, but there's this point where your muscles are swelling because they are damaged, but in return you gain strength. So this transit to me is working past that point of swelling and damaging to where something might not be able to heal itself and grow back stronger. So just be aware of that. Um, you know, like I said, this transit is challenging. So because we have the sun square, sun squaring Pluto, which is a challenging aspect. Um, so there is this tendency to not know your limits and overdo it, working past your threshold, then causing damage that will take longer to heal or then causing damage that can't heal and it's, and it's not um, beneficial to you. So be aware of that. Um, you know, this is a very fighty and destructive energy. Um, so you could find your kids wild and out of control today, especially since it's, you know, we have a full moon this week. A lot of the time people's kids work, get really worked up during the full moon. So this week, your home life will probably be more challenging than most weeks. And um, I kind of touched on that with the full moon as well, too. And then the sun square Pluto is kind of playing off of that as well. Um, so where was I? Your kids, wild and out of control almost as if they feel they don't need to listen or obey rules because they know better than you or they're their own, you know, power source. Um, my daughter actually has a sun sextile Pluto natally. Um, she is a force to be reckoned with. And I often find her personality too big for her body. She is feisty and spunky and she will not back down and has a lot of fight in her for anything she feels passionate about. And that is a great example of this um, positive, positive um, play out of this, this transit, the sun, the sun Pluto together, where there's this like big personality. She's feisty and spunky and she, she will not back down. Um, and she has a lot of fight. But since we have this week, the sun Pluto is square. It's not a harmonious aspect. You're going to feel this, you're going to feel this transit a little bit more challenging than if it was a sextile. But I wanted to bring that in as like, my daughter has this, so I'm living sun Pluto combinations <clears throat> daily. I'm dealing with it daily. And it's something that, yes, it's scary. And yes, it's like big, it's a big transit or it's a big energy but it's something that you can deal with and it's something that you can use to your best ability. So um, just be aware of that. Your kids are probably gonna be more challenging this week. Uh, that for me, I've noticed it comes in waves. Um, so tying it all in, this week, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of energy around the home just because we have the full moon, we have the sun Pluto, Pluto square. Um, we have like this, this, Mercury, Uranus, Venus connection where leisurely activities might kind of relieve that intense energy. So 
pay attention to your home life, pay attention to those, like that sense of um, what is a meaningful life? What, what do I, how do I see abundance? How do I see um, spiritual success? How do I see, you know, material success and pay attention to like, when you have those feelings of, oh, um, the grass is greener on the other side or the grass is greener on that person's life because of what you see on social media or because of what someone is trying to um, convey to make themselves look better. Um, so that's kind of what I have for the week. It's a pretty big week. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say this and I'm probably going to like recant my statement, but next week, it seems like it's a little bit more toned down. I don't see many, many transits happening, but I haven't fully dived into the week yet. Um, once again, thank you all for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you have a wonderful Easter if you celebrate it. I hope you have a wonderful full moon and uh, bye. Thank you.